Hey everybody, Chaley Ridge here, Ridge Lending Group. So this is part one of a, a two series recording that I am going to be doing today uh, for our Live with Chaley events every weekday, Tuesdays at 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern time. Um, as most of you know or remember, I will be not there live Tuesday the 2nd or Tuesday the 9th. So these are gonna be available to you probably the night before. Feel free to download these and check them out at your leisure. Um, and the content is going to be about certified power buyer. Uh, this is a unique offering, I think, that Ridge uh, provides for its investors that really does some deep dives into um, the qualification part, the education qualification part of real estate investing, how it relates to you specifically uh, and your goals today and your qualifications today. And then most of all, it really takes all of that information and it teaches you how to optimize your qualifications for long-term success. Um, if any of you have had these conversations with me one-on-one -on -one over the, the course of the last, I don't know how many years, um, you know that they're very subjective to you specifically and what it is you're trying to get out of this. But you also know that as you evolve as real estate investors, um, your qualifications are going to change over time. Your debt to income ratio is not going to start at 20 and, and stay at 20. It's going to be fluid and change as you buy properties and sell properties and file tax returns and acquire new properties, all of that stuff. 1031 exchanges, all of that is going to make a difference in DTI. Same with credit, same with assets. Those things are not going to be a straight line. So I really want to empower you with information that shows you how to keep these things at their very optimal levels. So that when you're continuing to invest, whether it is purchasing or refinancing, you're doing so uh, and, and attaining the best rates and terms those qualifications can afford you, right? It makes sense. Um, I'm a big proponent of education. I hope that you are too, and that's why you're listening. So uh, without further ado, let's just kind of get into this. So part one, I'm just going to kind of talk about a few expectations about these calls. And then uh, within those expectations, kind of uh, summarize what each of the individual calls will be about. And then I'll move on to a part two. So I don't have an actual time here. I'll figure it out as I go. Um, uh, and then just as a reminder, I just made another video too, guys. Uh, on the 16th of May, I'm gonna be um, marketing the hell out of this. I'm so, so excited. So I hope that you're gonna be there for uh, guest speaker, John Digman. He is an appraiser with uh, tons and tons of experience, specifically non-owner occupied, what we're most of us are talking about here. And he's gonna be able to show us how to read an appraisal, um, what the different adjustments mean, uh, how the investment properties um, add into that, the 1007, which is where the rental income comps go, um, lots and lots and lots of good content. I had a great conversation with him. So please, if uh, you are available, I think you're not going to want to miss the 16th of May, 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern. Okay. Certified power buyer. Um, as I just described is a way in which I can get with my clients one-on-one -on -one individually and talk to them about what their goals are. What are they trying to do short-term and long-term? 12 months, we say short-term, and then we go into five, even 10 years down the road as a long-term and really defining what that looks like for them. And then kind of digging in uh, further about where where are their priorities or their focuses? Are they just looking at long-term? Are they just looking at single family? Um, are they just looking in one particular market? Uh, is the price point range just 100,000 and below? 
Um, what class, asset class, A, B, C, are they investing in alternative means of, of real estate via syndications or private notes, that kind of thing. I want to gather all of that information up front so that I can maybe provide a little bit of feedback as it relates to what I know, what I've been through, um, some of the, the, the pitfalls, the wins and the losses over 25 years that if I can provide a little bit more information that kind of opens up the playing field and allows an individual to be more informed um, so that their their results and their success through real estate investing um, is at its highest, right? That's my goal. And I always tell people, you know, I'm, I'm often trying to play devil's advocate or provide some context about things largely based on my own experiences. You're going to take what you want. You're going to leave the rest, right? This is my 1.3 cents worth, as I like to say. Take what you want, leave the rest. Um, so our first call in CPB, part one, and I think I failed to say this, um, each call is about 30 minutes in duration. Um, I like to keep them in good chunks like that. And we're going to have anywhere from three, four, maybe even five different calls, uh, depending on how much Q&A there is, those rabbit holes that I tend to go down, any left turns that we make, um, whatever. So um, anywhere from three to five different calls, 30 minutes each is what you can expect. The first call is really going to be about those goals that I just described. Um, and then part two is usually going to be reserved for credit and asset discussion. I'm going to get into um, what are the definitions from an underwriting perspective as they apply to you and your credit score and assets today. Um, what does it mean? Right. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm repeating this, but I think it's important. How do you define what your credit score needs to be when you have one property or you have 10 properties? And does it change? Absolutely, it changes. So being prepared for what comes next uh, I think is very, very important. And how do you keep your credit score at its highest? So we're going to look at your credit report. I'm going to show you some different things that may not uh, have been obvious to you on how to keep that credit score highest. We're going to talk about things like rapid acquisition, which is a big one that can derail credit scores without you really even knowing it. Um, I'm going to display some myths about credit score. Then we're going to talk about assets, um, assets, what types of assets are allowed or considered, how are they applied, um, and like credit, how does that change as you continue to acquire more property? Um, will it change? Yes, again, it's going to change. The more properties you have, typically speaking, the higher the bar is for what the requirement is in, in underwriting. So we'll look at those, those definitions. Um, and then we're going to take all of it and, and put it all together and get ready for a part three. So that would be part two. Part three, typically I like to reserve for uh, debt to income ratio on its own. I can usually keep credit and assets in one call because those are relatively simple to follow. Um, nothing too crazy in there. Uh, but the debt to income ratio um, can get a little squirrely, especially if you're self-employed and you have lots of businesses or lots of K-1s. Uh, maybe you have lots of properties and a really big, long Schedule E. Um, debt to income ratio can can be, it, it's kind of the meat of all of it, actually, I would say. And it's very heady stuff. So I like to keep DTI on its own for retention purposes. I think it's wise. Um, but we're going to do some deep dives into the differences between, um, and again, this is part three. So part one is goals. Part two, usually credit and assets. Part three, DTI. And real quickly, let me mention two, gang. Um, while I have a structure that I'm kind of outlining for you here, I really want to keep these calls as, as fluid and collaborative as possible. So if there are things that are top of mind for you that are very important that you want to dig into, maybe there's an investment that you're looking at in the Smoky Mountains, uh, whatever. Um, 
that we want to spend our time doing. We can certainly do that and then get back on track. So please keep in mind that while I do have this structure, I do want to make sure that you know that that we can take those those left turns or right turns or whatever uh, and talk about things that, that are top of mind for you. Um, okay, so back to, uh, actually, you know what, I think I'm going to pause there. I'm going to use the debt to income ratio for, for part two of the certified power buyer. Um, otherwise, what you, what you can really get out of this is going to be um, high level, real time, under the hood, black box kind of stuff. This is not Dr. Google, dear Google stuff. You can't get this just by searching online. And even if you could get it, it's probably either outdated, not applicable to you, or straight out wrong. I see it all the time. And because I live and breathe and eat and sleep in this space, I really have my finger on the pulse. So I'm able to impart um, real time how it is going to apply. And I can even try to forecast how things may be evolving and what changes to expect. So I think that's going to be some important uh, information for you. Now, uh, in part two, um, I'm going to wrap up here. So this is actually, I got through this a lot faster than I thought. So uh, for part two of this video, I'll get into what we, we talked about for the LLC, um, or excuse me, for debt to income ratio, uh, just an abbreviated idea of what that consists of. But also, if there's time, and maybe not, usually we make it a fourth call, um, part four for certified power buyer. We'll talk about LLC for those of you that have any interest in that for asset protection, there's some details that I like to share um, about, you know, again, based on my personal um, experiences, what I've done, what I've not done, what I've done right, what I've done wrong. Um, you guys will take everything that makes sense to you, do your own due diligence. I'll probably say this again on the next video, but I am not an attorney and none of this is implied or meant to be giving you legal advice, okay? This is my own personal experience, 25 years in doing this. Um, so there you have it. I've, I've covered my legal butt. Um, okay. So, but, uh, part four, probably LLC, if, if anybody has any interest in that for asset protection. And then finally, what we're going to do is we're going to come together and really take it and, and come up with that certified buying power as it relates to what you've learned and your goals. Um, okay. So that's this video. I hope you guys got a good understanding, at least, um, uh, roughly what you can expect for certified power buyer. Um, those are the part one, part two, part three, part four, maybe a part five based on variables I've described. Um, otherwise, I'm going to get now and turn this guy off and you're going to see a second video on the ninth describing debt to income ratio and some of the LLC stuff. I hope you guys do take advantage of this. It's kind of cool. It is one-on-one -on -one, and I think if I didn't mention already, it is free. My time is free. It's actually one of the, the best parts of what I, I do. It's my favorite part, being able to talk to my clients one-on-one -on -one and really dig into, into this stuff. Um, so hope you take advantage. Talk to you soon.